Hey everybody, God bless you guys and thank you so much for tuning into Streams with Jonathan Ramos. As you know, this is Jonathan Ramos uh, speaking and welcome to the month of March. <laughs> I pray that as you embark in what we will know as the uh, final days of the very first quarter of 2020, that it has been nothing but good news to your life. To your family's life, to your f ministry's life, to your friends' lives. Um, so we just really want to get into it, and of course, a quick shout out uh, to all our friends and family in Rib Life Radio. We love you guys. Um, so part of the month that I wanted to bring, or part of the thing, the topic that I wanted to bring for the month of March was based on a question. A simple question that I asked in my Instagram account um, a few months back before we began 2020. And part of this question, I indeed asked it or I asked this question intentionally to see what are the thoughts of people. Of course, those, questions, those answers are confidential. Um, there is no scorning here. But pretty much one of the questions that I ask is, who can judge? We hear it a lot. We hear it a lot in, you know, we practically hear it a lot. Uh, nobody can judge me. You have no authority to judge me. Um, who can judge but God alone, right? Um, so on a day-to-day -day life, we hear it. And that word, who can judge, as I began to really ponder on it and not only ponder on it but I practically just really looked into it in in terms of how it affects Christianity and it is indeed and this this episode for the month as you know we're, we're ending uh, the first quarter of the year so therefore this month is gonna be really tough this podcast it's not gonna be for everybody um, which I understand that, and it's okay. Um, but the term "who can judge" pretty much, as Christians, has allowed us to take that word and abstain from it, and address the big white elephant in the room, leading to a very petulant generation. And when I mean petulant generation, it has led us to one, an easily offended generation. Whereas always takes offense to it, anything that you say. You cannot give an opinion to anything without being someone getting offended. Two, it has also led to us teach a petulant gospel. And what I mean by a petulant gospel is it's a gospel that is careful as to what they say in fear to not judge someone. Which... There are four things that I've noticed here that practically pretty much it affects. And these four things that it has affect is one is inconsistency is it consistent with scripture. Two, it's irrational and self-refuting. Three, it entails immoralism. And four, it disarms Christianity. So when we look into to who can judge. A lot of us say that we cannot judge or Christians should not judge, which it's 
completely, completely irrelevant and non-scriptural, right? Because the Bible does declare that we can judge. Part of the reason why we don't want to judge or we use that term judge is because one, our misunderstanding of judging, two, bad experiences. So one of the things that we must identify here is the art of condemning and judging, okay? And not knowing this concept has what has led us to believe and live a petulant life, a petulant gospel, and a petulant generation. Condemning and judging is one and not the same. Um, the term condemn is to sentence someone to a particular punishment, especially death, death, okay, which actually comes from a Greek word called katakrino, which is K-A-T-A-K-R-I-N-O. And katakrino, it is actually a form of the Greek word diakrino which is to judge. So therefore, to judge, or that word judge, has two aspects to it. And when I mean two aspects to it is, you have the condemning portion of it, then you have the judging portion, which is diacrino. Diacrino is a person who decides the results of a competition or watches for infractions or rules, right? It is a pretty, practically... Uh, uh, judge who sees the outcome uh, when you go to a courthouse and sees the outcome of the defendant and then sees the outcome of whoever is uh, throwing the lawsuit, right? So, and then based on suffice evidence, they come to a judgment. That is a judge. That is what we call diacrino. Um, and the other term is katakrino, which is practically means to condemn to bring condemnation and and condemn you to a specific punishment and a lack of understanding has caused us to take judgment one again like i stated bad experiences two not understanding everything not understanding what it is to judge and what it does okay so the contents of chapter of Matt, chapter seven in Matthew, Jesus is addressing the people who amongst them was Jews and Gentiles, right? And a lot of people will take Matthew chapter seven and say, "Oh yeah, but you know what? Uh, the Bible tells us that we cannot judge." And they love and they love, 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 love to quote Matthew chapter seven, um, but. When you look at chapter Matthew chapter seven, when Jesus was in the mount and and, and 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 he was preaching or giving his parables, if you will, in Matthew chapter seven, he was addressing to two different people. He was addressing a, a, a group of people who amongst them was Jews and Gentiles. Jews were the chosen people. Gentiles were pretty much uh, anybody outside that realm of being Jewish. So when you look at Je Matthew uh, chapter 7, they say, uh, do not judge uh, because we cannot judge and um, without even knowing the historical context. So 
as Jesus was addressing the Jews and Gentiles, it is very important to understand the context of the amongst those people was Jew was Pharisees, Sadducees, Levites. It was teachers of the scriptures, and teachers of the scriptures had a very big problem of judging folks based on their living conditions, and it is the whole story of the New Testament. Um, when Jesus came and he will say things on purpose just to offend the, the Pharisees because it came against what they preached, right? Because they were judging and they love to use chapters, uh, Matthew chapter seven, where it says, judge not ye that be judged, uh, for with that judgment, you will also be judged and with measure you use, it will be measured back to you. The difference is that when the Pharisees at this time was judging, they wasn't the the, the word judge here is not diacrino, it is actually katakrino. Another instance we see, on another occasion we will see this is in John chapter 8, where the teachers of the law brought a woman caught in adultery for Jesus to judge. And the word judge there, it is actually katakrino, to condemn. Because they, would bring, they brought the adulteress to Jesus and said, the law says to condemn this woman. In other words, they... they he, they want. They were gonna condemn her to death because she's an adulteress. That were katakrino. Um, they were. They bought it. Bought G, the woman to her to Jesus, and Jesus looks at the woman and starts writing on the floor. To this day, I always think that he was just pretty much writing their recent sins, just to give them a nice clap back. Um, and then he says, "Let you who without sin, knowing knowing the intentions, he said, he yet let ye who is without sin." cast the first stone and they all walked away right after he he discerned uh what the motive was because if he was to go ahead and katakrino then of course they will use the 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 act the the they will go ahead and trap him and say oh you killed someone and and you are now you're killing someone and the law says do not kill someone right so do not kill your brother so knowing knowing the attentions he kind of counteracted that and he said, ye who are without uh, sin, cast the first stone. And we love to use that uh, chapter in John, John chapter 8 as an excuse to not judge without knowing the historical context. Because uh, we see John chapter 8 and then we're like, okay. Uh, and he looks at the woman and he says, who has judged you? No one judges, neither do I go and sin no more. So it is in fact, okay. Um... And these are the top two verses. Whenever you hear somebody say, do not judge, these are the top two chapters that they will love to either quote, either remember by heart, or whatever the case is. They will they you know, but Jesus says, do not judge anybody. Take the speck out of your eye before you take the speck out of someone else's eyes. And the word judge there is not the word that we are to do or to use, uh, which is diacrino, is, katak is a katakrino which is to condemn. We are in no position to condemn anybody. The fact is, in fact, um, if you are a son of God and you are a new creation, it is in your, your, your birthright. It is your right. It is your right and your authority to judge, which is the form of the form that we would use diacrino, which is to decide, to let them know that they're doing wrong. So when we look, in, look into this, in fact, Jesus actually judged. judged. Uh, people say, oh, Jesus never judged. Well, yes, he did. He actually judged the Pharisees where he called them, you, you serpents, you brood of vipers. How are you, 
uh, are you to escape the, being sentenced to hell? We see that in Matthew chapter 23, verse 23. And then he says, do not judge by appearance, but judge with the right judgment in John 7, uh, verse 19 and 24. So in, there was plenty of instances where Jesus would actually judge the Pharisees. Um, and when you look at if that wasn't suffice or that wasn't enough, you would actually see that the apostles also judged. Um, the Apostle Paul said, Or do you not know that unrighteousness will not inherit the kingdom of God? And you see it throughout the whole New Testament, which I'm not going to really get into to, um, in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9-10. to 10. So you see the apostles would judge constantly whenever they were making decisions. So then, now comes the aspect of the power to forgive sins. You see, in John chapter 20, verse 23, um, it's the, it says, If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins, then they are retained. So, the truth in, in matter of fact, right? In matter of fact, the truth is, if you have the authority to forgive sins... Then you have the authority to judge, okay? Uh, if we have been put in a place of authority that we can forgive sins, it is equally right to say that we can judge, okay? And if this is not suffice, then we are actually commended to judge. In, Luke, in the book of Luke, chapter 17, verse 3 says, If your brother sins, rebuke him. And in First Timothy verse five verse twenty says, "Those who continue in sin, rebuke in the presence of all, so that the rest also may be fearful of sinning." Uh, we have in Titus chapter two verse fifteen, he tells Titus, "These things speak and exhort and reprove with all authority. Let no one disregard you." In Second Timothy chapter four verse two, he tells Tim Timothy to reprove, rebuke, rebuke, exhort. And then if you look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 14, he says to admonish the unruly. In Romans 15, verse 1, he tells the Roman church that they're able to admonish one another. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 11, he tells the church, do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. Uh, Paul tells the Corinthians to establish church courts to judge disputes between believers. Okay? Um... So, with this being said, and with scriptures to identify that it is our birthright to judge, there are four issues found that, we, that, that I just mentioned that I will get into a little deeper before we end this. Um, and it is four issues that is found that causes us uh, that we have... That we have adapted to not ju judging, which affects Christians and socialism altogether. And number one, when I said it is inconsistency with Scripture, as uh, as we should, as I've been speaking before, I've I've provided scriptures to prove to you that it is in fact our duty and birthright to judge. God has given us the authority to judge one another. It is in fact what keeps us what we will call conviction. Conviction to be able to go ahead and know what's right and wrong and, and, and abstain to do from that what was wrong, right? So, one, it's inconsistency with, with Scripture. Two, it is irrational and self-refuting. 
uh, a person or a generation who says it is wrong to judge, it is a, it, it, it's making a judgment against those who judge. The very first person that says, oh, you cannot judge are because they are also the ones who are always judging. It makes a universal negative claim that there are no universal negative claims. In other words, that there is no wrongdoing in, in the world. And that has just pretty much allowed us not to address uh, the white elephant in the room, right? Um, it's self-refuting, okay? So, state, so these are statements that are adamantic or atheistic thinking, if you will. Uh, it's pretty much a form uh, form over power or God in form uh, but without power. So it abstains from addressing the white elephant in the room. Um, and then of course, number three, it entails immoralism. So to forbid judging is equivalent to never making ethical decisions. Um, nevertheless, uh, non-judgmentalists make ethical judgments all the time. So whenever we adapt to that it practically pretty much uh entails immoralism so it, it doesn't give us morals or values to live by um and we can never make a distinction between what is right and what is wrong right um and lastly lastly it actually disarms christians uh it, it disarms us uh for our weapon to defeat evil and disarm the powers of darkness um only because it is when conviction hits that it creates the consistencies of morals and values that we will live by. So whenever you hear someone saying, uh, do not judge or there's no such thing, you cannot judge me, what it does, it disarms Christians to address the white elephant in the room to bring conviction, to bring an immediate change to that person's life. So yes, so to answer the question, who can judge? If somebody tells you or some, if and you hear anybody say you are no one to judge, then you look at them and you tell them, yes, I am a son of God and it is my birthright to judge. Um, the only thing that you cannot do is condemn. As a Christian, as a son of God, you cannot condemn anybody. Um, you cannot condemn them to death because you are not the creator of the universe. Only the creator of the universe and the one who owns the universe and, 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 and is in everything and everywhere, he is the only one that can condemn. But if you are a Christian and you have salvation, it is your birthright to judge. Um, it is your birthright. It is your birthright to judge anybody, body, which is diacrino. It is your right to diacrino to judge what is right and what is wrong you just cannot condemn so people who abstain from that is are people who just doesn't like the confrontation because sometimes when we diacrino a judge it confronts the demons that they cannot fight um so i pray that as we end the month of march and as we end uh the first actually the first quarter of the year that you take this into consideration. Um, and I pray that this blesses you. God bless you guys. And blessings.